Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, life coach, and psychotherapist, Nikki Eisenhower, and this is Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. On today's episode, we are examining common irrational beliefs. Most people are familiar with Sigmund Freud in psychology, but when you become a counselor, you study psychology, you learn about so many theories and theorists, and what happens is you align or resonate with certain theories and theorists. Albert Ellis is one of my favorites. He developed what's called rational emotive behavior therapy. And the really cool thing about Albert Ellis is that he was alive in our lifetime. So if you go YouTube Albert Ellis, you will see the man in action being interviewed. If you're on Patreon, I'm going to post a video that I really like on Albert Ellis. It's about nine minutes if you want to check that out. Because I would say that Albert Ellis had some moxie. So let's talk about the irrational beliefs and see where you resonate with these. Irrational beliefs, they distort reality and they're illogical. They prevent us from meeting our goals and our irrational beliefs are responsible for self-defeating behaviors and our irrational beliefs lead us to unhealthy emotions. So our emotions... And our feelings are connected to our thoughts, and our thoughts are connected to our behavior. As Americans, we have a lot of confusion. We don't do a very good job separating our thoughts from our emotions and from our behaviors. So as we explore rational beliefs, this may clarify the spots where you didn't know You've been accidentally reinforcing some things that feel pretty crappy. So let's start to go through this. This is an irrational belief. The idea that it's a necessity for an adult human being to be loved or approved by by virtually every significant other person in his community. People pleasers. Do you hear that one? It makes sense to us. We know logically not everybody's going to like us. 
But as we walk through the world, we really hold this deep sort of secret, irrational belief that everyone's supposed to. So when we bring this irrational beliefs from the subconscious to our conscious mind, it gives us an opportunity to change it. So if you're struggling with this, I encourage you to let it go, reframe it, tell yourself, it's okay when people don't like me. It's reasonable when people don't like me. Tons of, tons of people like me and tons of people don't and it's okay. Another irrational belief, the idea that one should be thoroughly competent, adequate and achieving in all possible respects if one is to consider oneself worthwhile. Overachievers, perfectionists. We struggle to give ourselves permission to be flawed, to be beginners, to be clumsy, to grow into a role. We expect to be instant experts. And a lot of our stress, a lot of our anxiety, and then depression comes from the subconscious, irrational belief. Another one, the idea that certain people are bad, wicked, or villainous, and that they should be severely blamed and punished for their villainy. Can you see that playing out on social media? Can you see the news using that emotional, irrational, subconscious belief to stress us out, to manipulate us? The truth is we're humans and we're flawed and shame does little to heal and lift us up. It keeps us down. It keeps us feeling bad. It keeps us feeling wicked. It keeps us feeling punished. It's hard to be light filled in that energy, isn't it? Moving on, another irrational belief, the idea that it is awful and catastrophic when things are not the way one would would very much like them to be. I want what I want when I want it and when I can't have it, it's a catastrophe. How many of you take simple things and catastrophize them, globalize them? If we can understand that about ourselves, instead of dialing our stress up by making our problems bigger, I can't handle it. This is going to kill me. How often do you think that or say that out loud, maybe even to your therapist or coach or healer? I often look at people and say, that's not going to kill you. That's just a feeling. Stop telling yourself that and see what happens. Because the truth is, with most things, almost all things, We're going to survive them. So why do we keep beating this drum of the irrational belief that such and such is going to kill me? On an upcoming episode, one that scares me a little bit, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to talk about what I've learned from going through divorces. Many people are walking around with the irrational belief that if their relationship ends or if a job ends, that they will just die and wither. It's not helpful. All right, I've got another irrational belief for you. The idea that human unhappiness is externally caused and that people have little or no ability to control their sorrows and their disturbances. We are powerful beyond measure. Our words are powerful. Motivating ourselves is powerful. It's as powerful as demotivating ourselves, isn't it? When we bring these irrational beliefs into our consciousness, we can then change them. They're malleable. They're pliable. We can grow into more rational beliefs that serve us well. Irrational belief number six, the idea that if something is or may be dangerous or fearsome, 
one should be terribly concerned about it and should keep dwelling on the possibility of its occurring. We create our own funk loops. We stew and sit on the problem like we're the chicken sitting on an egg or a duck sitting on an egg. And we wonder why more problems seem to bloom for us, seem to grow, seem to hatch from that energy. This is why we must learn how to nurture and develop positivity instead of problem. The next irrational belief is the idea that it is easier to avoid than to face certain life difficulties and self-responsibilities. Did you raise your hand if you're conflict avoidant? It is so much harder, especially for sensitive people, to overthink, overprocess, dwell on it, sit on it like the duck and the egg, right? Than to just turn around and say, oh, I didn't like that. Or, no, I don't want to go to the birthday party. No, thank you. Somehow, we have irrationally convinced ourselves that avoiding and hiding and running is somehow easier. And that just keeps us in a tense, stressed, overworking, overprocessing energy. And we wonder why we're so tired. We wonder why we're so exhausted. But we're running circles around things, making them more complicated than they need to be. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask them all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? Well, we hear you, and we have been there too. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. Who are we? I'm Dr. Jess Steyer, a public health scientist and also co-host of the Unbiased Science Podcast. Every day, I'll chat with one or both of your new pediatrician besties, Dr. Dina DiMaggio, a general pediatrician, and Dr. Anthony Porto, a pediatric gastroenterologist. We'll talk about all the things related to our kids' health, from dealing with a colicky infant to navigating puberty in the teenage years. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, now live on all podcast platforms. Another irrational belief that we can just slay is the idea that one should be dependent on others and need someone stronger than oneself on whom to rely. Now, that's a tricky one, isn't it? A lot of people who have worked with me over the years, myself included, working with other healers, one of my greatest fears was that I would become emotionally dependent on my healer. And a scary truth that my profession does not like to acknowledge is that many healers make a lot of money keeping people attached to them, using this irrational belief. I am highly aware that I am empowering people to rely on themselves. But in getting there, in getting to self-reliance, we must learn from people and learning from people, getting nurtured by other people, growing through wisdom and self-care and psychologically and spiritually sound principles. The last thing that that creates is dependence. If it's creating dependence, they're doing it wrong. We want to make sure with this particular irrational belief that in trying to be independent, 
We aren't trying to be so hyper independent that we don't know how to lean into our tribes and ask for help. No one gets to the end of a successful life without a whole lot of help, y'all. We have to define the difference between healthy help and dependence. And when we do, we can trust and lean in to the help that we need. Those of you in recovery from this life, from traumas, from neglect, from abuse, we need others to nurture us through that until we can nurture ourselves. All right. Another irrational belief for you. The idea that one's past history is an all-important determiner of one's present behavior and that because something once strongly affected one's life, it should indefinitely have a similar effect. As more and more survivors speak their truth about abuses, particularly sexual abuse, my fear when I watch that is that people will over-identify with their victimhood and will get so much attention for their victimhood in this standing up and naming what's going on that they will define themselves by it. I hope what I can model and represent is that I am a survivor of sexual abuse and I can do that work and I honor that work and I've learned as much as I possibly can from the hardship of that experience. But my strength defines me. And that's a very, very important shift to make when we've gone from being victimized, working through the feelings of victimization to get to our strength, to believing in our wholeness and our strength again. If you have been severely hurt I want you to know that it does not need to define you. It is something that you need to move through. All right, we've got three more. The idea that one should become quite upset over other people's problems and disturbances. Other healers out there, this may be you. People struggling with codependency and people pleasing. This is speaking to boundaries work, y'all. There's a very fine line between being empathetic to someone else's experience and taking it on. We don't get taught that very well as a human tribe. So if you're zonked or exhausted in the healing field, it may be this irrational belief that you're carrying too much upset for the people that you care about, whether it's your families or your clients, church members, friends. We have to learn how to be empathetic without carrying the load. And that's a skill you can learn. Next to rational belief, the idea that there is invariably a right, precise, and perfect solution to human problems, and that it is catastrophic if this perfect solution is not found. I love this one. There are no perfect solutions. There are no perfect people. There's no perfect scenario, situation. Nothing is perfect. It's wild that we hold on to this as as a human race. It really highlights for me the irrationality of a list like this. We all know damn good and well perfect doesn't exist. Why do we keep trying to achieve it? We run ourselves ragged so unnecessarily. Letting go of perfectionism is such a freedom. It's such an exhale. We're good enough and our best changes every day, just like the Four Agreements teaches. It's a quick little book plug. If you don't know about the four agreements, it's a quick read. It's tiny. Go grab it. It's a good one. It's a foundation 
for our sanity. And it's simple. It's one of my favorites, the four agreements. All right. The last irrational belief we're going to cover today. And Albert Ellis thought there were 12 that could fit in all our human irrationality. And after going through this list, maybe you can hear that your irrationality does fit on this list and tells you exactly where you can grow and do some work for more freedom and peace. So the last one is the idea that you can give people, including yourself, a global rating as a human and that their general worth depends upon the goodness of their performance. We have such a performance-based society, achievement, performing, it's good stuff taken to the extreme. Oh, we don't have to. It doesn't serve us. Thank you for listening to the show today. I hope it helped you connect some dots in your world and what's going on maybe beneath the surface for you. When you look out at the world and you wonder what's going on in a lot of ways, you can just say to yourself from now on, oh, man, people's irrational beliefs, oh, just getting them today. Thank goodness I know how to process my irrational beliefs and become more rational with myself. When we are more rational, we are more rational with the irrationality that faces us every day in the world. So thank you for working on being rational. It's badass. If you'd like to get some exclusive content and be a producer of the show, please come find us at patreon.com backslash emotional badass. We have live Q&As, exclusive episodes, um, polls so that you can participate in some choices that we have to make about the show. Come hang out with me on the monthly video live stream there where you can ask me anything and everything about life, psychology, you, me, the show, podcasting. I'm an open book. If you'd like to do a one-time donation, you can PayPal us. The email address is donate at emotionalbadass.com. Our website is also emotionalbadass.com. Come check it out. It's new. We're adding stuff to it. And find the episodes and course content. Those five-star reviews really, really are gold in the podcasting world. Not just for my show. If you love shows, if they're helping you make your life better, they're helping you grow, they make you laugh, whatever genre they're in, those five-star reviews are what that funky iTunes algorithm wants and needs to keep showing the show to new people. The comments there... Y'all know I'll cry. I'll get choked up. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for the generous, generous, sweet and kind words. I've known for a long time. I'm very effective one-on-one to get that feedback from you that I am affecting you through this microphone. It's just the coolest thing. (laughs) So thank you so much. I am badass because y'all are badass. And together... We are Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. Take care of yourselves till next time. Bye-bye.